Did you know that 1.5 billion people speak English in the world? Welcome back to Community Strangers, this is Luis. Let's talk about English as the lingua franca. Before we get to that, actually, um, it's been two weeks since I um, recorded the, the last episode and a few things have changed in regards to COVID-19. Um, about two weeks ago, I said that there were, I think there were like about 1,600 cases of COVID-19 of people that, that uh, had it in the U.S. and there were 46 deaths and it had, uh, the numbers had increased from the prior week. Well, it's been two weeks and it's been just crazy how these numbers have changed. Um, according to uh, the numbers um, reported by Johns Hopkins University, there are now a total of 122,000 uh, confirmed cases of COVID-19 in the U.S. We've surpassed China, we've surpassed Italy, we've surpassed uh, Spain. So we're now at the top of uh, confirmed cases in the world. Uh, of those 122 plus thousand uh, confirmed cases, um, we have um, uh, 2,147 deaths in the U.S. So let's let's talk about exponential growth. That is really exponential growth. It, this disease is spreading like you can't imagine. Um, the hardest hit state is the state of New York. That is the epicenter in the U.S. right now. About half of the deaths are uh, are in New York that have happened in New York. It's been it's it's been crazy, and now we have um, a few states that are restricting somewhat. You know, they're restricting uh, travel to their to their states. Um, for example, the state of Texas. If if you uh, travel from New York or from Connecticut, um, I think also from Florida to to the state of Texas. You have to uh, go in uh, quarantine for two weeks. No questions asked. That's what you have to do. Um, and, you know, in some parts of the of the states, there is a mandatory quarantine. So things are changing rapidly. Um, you know, just comparing these numbers uh, from this week to, to what we had a couple of weeks ago is just unbelievable it's just unbelievable and it's sad well let's hope that the things will change um we just have to follow the cdc guidelines and and uh, let's stay home let's stay home all right so let, let's go to um the topic that i wanted to talk about today and um it's it's about the english language i, I just said at the beginning that um 1.5 billion people speak english in the world now the 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 earth's population is uh, 7.5 billion so that means that about uh, 20% of the world's population speak English. Now, not all of those um, 1.5 billion people that speak English are native speakers. Only uh, 360 million approximately are native speakers. These numbers I'm getting, by the way, from uh, Babel, okay? In, in case you're, you're wondering where I'm getting my numbers from. Um, there are other reports that have higher numbers. I think they, they count... Uh, native speakers, uh, they, they count people that speak two languages when since they're kids. 
and um, they get higher numbers. So I'm just going with what Babel had in, in its report. So about 360 million people are native speakers. So, so that means that most uh, speakers of the English language are not native speakers. So how, that's a fun fact, right? Um, I am one of them and, and you might be one too. Or maybe you know someone who is a non-native speaker. Or maybe you teach someone, uh, you know, you, maybe you teach English. So, so it's very likely that you've come across someone that speaks English and it's not their native tongue. Now, um, nowadays, English is the language of business. It's the, it's the language uh, that many people in the world use to communicate. Uh, how did English become the lingua franca? How did it become the global language? Well, Ed, we have to go back to, I think it's the 18th century. I've taken some notes, so you'll, you'll hear me flipping some pages here. Um, um, there's a linguist by the name of David Crystal who says that um, for a language to be considered a lingua franca, um, you know, a global language, it must be picked up by non-native countries, it must be made official in these countries, and must be used in some important domains, like diplomacy, business, or science. So, so the English language, uh, language does fit this criteria. Um, and uh, when did it start? Well, we have to go back to um, the, the 18th, 18th century. It, you know, the English language rose and influence back in the 18th century with the Industrial Revolution in Great Britain. You know, Great Britain started to have this Industrial Revolution. It's just steamed ahead in science and inventing new technologies and coming up with new words for new concepts. And, and anyone interested in, in keeping up with Great Britain and with these developments, um, you know, naturally had to, to learn English. Then Great Britain expanded around the world. You know, it became uh, a colonial power. Um, it, its influence just, just spread around the world, just like COVID-19. And um, by the 19th century, um, Great Britain was uh, the world's superpower. And, and by this time in the 19th century, that's when the U.S. becomes independent. And along with Great Britain, these two countries now, you know, they both speak English and were the most productive and the fastest growing economies in the world. And, and you know where I'm going with this, right? Uh, as they become very powerful and very productive, they, their influence uh, is it's heavier. It's the, it, you know, they have um, uh, a higher power in the world. Um, and, 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 you know, English becomes then the language of business, the language of money. And as you may know, money talks, right? Money talks louder than many other things. Then um, World War II happens. And when, when uh, World War II happens, Europe is destroyed, England is bankrupt, um, whereas the U.S. remains virtually untouched, you know, except for, for Pearl Harbor, but, you know, the rest of the U.S. was, was fine. And um, the U.S. started to produce a lot, and its economy grew, and it just grew more. The U.S. then becomes a superpower. And, and um, as it becomes a, a superpower, it starts to export its culture through the movies, through the TV series, uh, through music, you know, all over the world. And that's how English becomes uh, a very dominant language, how it becomes the, um, the, the lingua franca. You know, it's, and it's, and in a way, it's a result of a globalized world. 
you know, you want to go to many places, you speak English. Um, and, and it, I mean, it's true, you, you go to France, you want to speak French, and people who speak French, but it's likely that, uh, that you'll find people that speak English. Same thing if you go to Italy, um, or if you go to Spain, or, or you know, if you go to down, down to, to Mexico, uh, or Central America, you know, Guatemala, uh, I don't know, Panama, Costa Rica, or if you go to South America to visit some of these tourist places, you'll find uh, hotels with people that speak English, right? It's, it's the language of business now. Um, and uh, so that's, a, that's why it's important uh, for, for many people to actually learn the language. Uh, they have an incentive if they want to speak to uh, many people around the world. And um, another, just a fun fact, uh, another um, result of of the globalized world is what we are going through right now, COVID-19, right? It's it's a negative um, part of, of globalization because the world is so intertwined in business and in, uh, um, in, 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 you know, how people move around the world freely. Um, it's, you know, it's easy to spread, to spread a disease like, like this one. Anyway, um, I, I was, this week, I was, um, watching um, a press conference by the World Health Organization. Um, they, they do a daily press conference and, and I you know I watch some of them. but the one that I want to refer to is the, the one they did on Monday. I think it was March the 23rd. Yeah, it was March 23rd. And um, it was I, I, I liked what I saw there and and in the sense that, um, you know, in the press conference, we had uh, the, the WHO Director General, Dr. Tedros, uh, and we also had um, uh, Dr. Michael Ryan and uh, Dr. Maria Vankerkov, and we also have a couple of special guests, um, Gianni Infantino and um, the, the Brazilian goal, goalkeeper, um, Alison. And what, is, what does that have to do with what we're talking about today? Well, they were all speaking English in this conference. And as you may already know, uh, the Director General, Dr. Tedros, he, he is uh, Ethiopian. And uh, English is not his first language. Now, Dr. Dr. Michael uh, Ryan, he's uh, Irish. So he his native language is English. And then we have uh, Dr. Maria Vankerkov. She's American. So also a native speaker. Um, but then we have Gianni Infantino in that press conference, the president of FIFA. Uh, Gianni Infantino is a Swiss-Italian. He was born in Switzerland of Italian immigrants. Uh, and, um, you know, he was speaking English, it, you know, with an accent too, just like doc, Dr. Tedros. I mean, t to me, uh, Dr. Michael Ryan was speaking with an accent in the sense that my... my uh, the English that I learned is, is the American English. That's what I'm... I'm used to the American accent, so when I hear uh, Dr. Maria Vankerkov, that's the language that I'm, that's, that's English that I'm familiar with. Um, and, and then Dr. Michael Ryan, I understand him too, it's, he has a very clean English. Um, you know, for, for me, who is an immigrant who speaks English as a second language, um, and I'm not too familiar with the European, uh, you know, accent, with the European English. And, and then, um, you know, we had Gianni Fantino talked a little bit in uh, in English, and then and then Allison also talked in English with, you know, with his Brazilian accent. But it, but it was it was fun to see um, 
uh, you know, people from around the world using the the global language to communicate, um, and 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 you can see how valuable this language is. All right. Um, now there is a misconception sometimes with this language. Um, you may have heard that um, you know people you tend to say, oh, if you uh, speak English. Uh, doors will open up and you know you can make more money I, I think that's it's true but it's not totally true um, I think it's a little bit misleading and in and, and this sense um, you, you know English is just it's, it's the language it's the way for you to communicate um, and and unless you're learning English to be a, I don't know an interpreter or, or a teacher of language you know, you're, you're only adding that language as a skill set. So you already have other skills on the table and English just adds to that. If, if your only skill is English, you know, unless you are an interpreter uh, or, or you're starting to be a teacher, uh, you actually need more and for more um, education than just the language, right? To, to um, have success in, in, in the world. So, so yes, it's very important to learn uh, the language. It's very important to speak it. Um, but you have to have um, other skills at the table. And, and then what the English language will do for you, it's, it, just, it will expand those skills, skill sets. Uh, it, it will allow you to then reach uh, more people, you know, get to more people. And um, it will open up doors in, in the sense that, you know, say you are... Um, I don't know, you're an engineer um, that, you know, has the knowledge and, and has the, the skills to, to, to be the top of your, um, you know, the, the top of in, in your field. And if you don't speak English, then you're limiting yourself. But if you'd, if you'd add English to, to your education, then, then you expand, then you can go and help more people and then you can have more opportunities. So as you know, English again is just a way of communicating. You got to see it as that. And and you know, if you have a business and you I don't know want to be able to communicate with people that speak English, let's say you are uh, I don't know in South America and you want to attract a, um, a tourist to your business, um, and maybe most of those tourists uh, are uh, from the English speaking world. You know, that will add, knowing the language will add value to what you're offering. But just by itself, it's, you know, it's just a language. Um, there are native English speakers that, that's all they, if, if all they know it's just the language, they're not going to get very far, right? They're, that's, that's not going to help them much. Now, depending on the region... Um, there are different accents of the English language, right? I am familiar with the American accent, although I would say that, you know, there isn't a single American accent. Um, we have the Southern accent. We have, uh, you know, the accent uh, from the East Coast. New York has an accent. Um, the people from Boston have a different accent. People from California have a di different accent. Um, people in the, in the middle of, uh, of America have a different accent. Um, but you know, it, it the accent all, all it does it just tells you the region you're from or the region where you learned um, the language. 
that's that's all it does. Um, but it's it's fun to say it's fun to see how um, when you're not used to a given accent, you can have a hard time understanding. Um, there's um, an episode of the Graham Norton show in England where um, you know he's talking to four different guests. And if you want to look it up, the the name of that uh, episode is um, Americans and Australians trying to understand a Scottish accent. And the guests uh, were Lily Tomlin, who's an American actress um, and comedian from the late 60s, early 70s. And then it was also Chris Hemsworth, the Australian actor. He's the Thor. He plays Thor from the Avengers. Um, then uh, it was also there Ron Howard, the American filmmaker and actor. Uh, he's directed films like uh, A Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe, Apollo 13, Cinderella Man, etc. And, and then... Uh, next to him, um, it was Kevin Bridges, who was a Scottish stand-up comedian. I hadn't heard of him before. Um, but, you know, when when Kevin was telling uh, a couple of his stories, um, you could uh, see uh, Lily Tomlin's, Tomlin's um, face that that she was not understanding everything that he was saying. I myself was having a hard time, but, you know, in my case, I, it, I'm a non-native speaker, so... And that's an accent I'm very unfamiliar with. Um, but uh, Lily Tomlin was, it seems that, that she was not understanding much of what he was saying. Um, if you read the comments in that uh, YouTube video, you'll notice that people believe that she was faking it, that, that she did understand um, and she was just trying to be funny. But I don't, I don't know whether that's true. If you look at her face, you, you can see that she is not completely understanding now that obviously she's getting a few of the things a few of the words and phrases that he's saying um but but she's a, a little lost sometimes everybody um is laughing when kevin is telling a story and she's not and she's, i mean unless she is really um good at faking it there i think she was truly not understanding the the scottish accent and you know it's it's funny how um depending on, on where you're from and in the English world, there are certain words that are pronounced differently, right? And and I've noticed that, um, you know, I've been pronouncing or mispronouncing a few of these words. Or I, I guess I've been mispronouncing a, uh, this, these words from somebody else's perspective. I mean, and from my perspective, they're all right, but not from their perspective. For example, let me just give you a couple of examples. Um, the, world, the word uh, schedule in the U.S., the, um, you know, this word is pronounced just like I said it. And it may, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm saying it with an accent, but, you know, I say it, schedule. In, in, in certain parts of uh, Great Britain, it's pronounced, I think it's uh, schedule. So there's not the sk sound, but the sh sound. Schedule. Uh, so it's completely different, right? Or it sounds at least uh, different to me. Uh, the other word, um, I say this word, uh, garage. I know some people say garage. No, I said garage. Um, uh, and uh, people in Britain, some of them pronounce it uh, garage. Garage. I, I, I find it uh, weird if I said garage. Um, the other word, it's uh, in the US, we, we pronounce this word um, aluminum, the metal, aluminum. And, and in Britain, it's pronounced aluminium, right? somewhat different and um there's a word i didn't know that it was pronounced like this until i i watched um, a video of trevor noah he was making fun of this word 
um, it's this animal that has the black and white stripes. You know, uh, in the U.S. is called uh, zebra, <laughs> and he was saying he was saying um, that it's pronounced zebra, and he added, I mean, it, you cannot name them because you do not have them. <laughs> it's true, you know, it's a it's an African uh, animal, but yeah, zebra. I've always pronounced it zebra. I guess I've been saying this, uh, calling this animal wrong all along. Zebra, which um, reminds me of um, the the last letter of the alphabet in the U.S. It's pronounced Z. It turns out everywhere else in the world it's Z. <laughs> so the Canadians, I think, also say Z. The the British said they say Z, and same thing with the Australians. Um, but in the U.S., it's it's a Z. Um, so you know, so you know these uh, different things. I, I think it's 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 funny. Then um, I found a um, uh, an article from the New York uh, Post, which it, it just made me laugh a little bit. And there, in this in this uh, article, they're teaching um, uh, Americans how to say how to pronounce the word, uh, you know, the name of certain cities. And some of these names are. In, in the Spanish language, you know, as, as you may know, um, some uh, territories of the U.S. belong to the Spaniards, um, you know, a while ago and then to, to Mexico. And so some names of these seas are in Spanish. Um, but because the main language spoken in the U.S. is English, you know, it's pronounced with the English accent. And so, uh, you know, in this article of the New York Post, they're teaching how to say this Spanish word we know with the English accent to not offend the people that live there. Um, so, for example, the state where the where Las Vegas is at, um, it it's pronounced Nevada instead of Nevada, so Nevada, and and it's uh, and, you know in Spanish that means that snowstorm Nevada. Um, another word that they um, another name of a town that they're teaching is um, a place in Florida. And if I were to read it in Spanish, it's Isla Morada, which means uh, uh, purple island. Um, but it turns out the locals uh, call it um, Isla Morada, Isla Morada. And, and so if you go down to the Keys in Florida, uh, you better pronounce it the way that it's pronounced there, right? Or, or they'll look at you weird. Um, another one that made me laugh, it's um, um, this uh, place uh, called uh, Boca Raton, Boca Raton. Don't say Boca Raton. It's Boca Raton. Um, so you know it's funny how we, how they um, say these you know these names uh, with an English accent. Um, another one. This is from California. These names are from California. So there's a town in California that, and if you were to say it in Spanish, it's San Pedro. Uh, but the locals call it San San Pedro. <laughs> you dare not say San San Pedro. It's San Pedro. Um, and the other one, the other one, this this one is funny. Um, it's in in Spanish. It's San Rafael. Um, if you were to say it in English a little bit, I would I would have guessed uh, I would have said uh, San Rafael, uh, but it's actually said San Rafael. San Rafael, I guess from, by the locals. Uh, so, so whatever Spanish you knew, um, just forget about this Spanish when you pronounce these the names of these places. Um, another one in California. Th this is this doesn't follow the rule of the previous two words because uh, you actually say it the way it is pronounced in Spanish, La Jolla. 
Ahoya. So that's uh, also a place in California. Um, so this in an, another very famous place, Los Angeles. You know, it's a Spanish word too. But you wouldn't say, unless you're speaking in Spanish, you wouldn't say Los Angeles. It's Los Angeles. Uh, or in Nevada, you'd, you would say Las Vegas. No Las Vegas, you know, Las Vegas or, or Vegas. Um, another state of the U.S. with a Spanish name, Colorado. So Colorado in, in, in Spanish. But if you're speaking in English with somebody, you would actually refer to it as Colorado. Um, and this reminds me of a story that I saw in the news. I think it was last year. Uh, there was a news anchor um, from Arizona. Uh, her name is uh, Vanessa Ruiz. She's not native to Arizona, but she was working in a, a news station in Arizona. And what she was doing is that she was pronouncing some of the uh, names of, of the local places um, in Spanish because those names were in Spanish, right? She was rolling her R's and, and just pronouncing, for example, the, this uh, place in Arizona, Mesa. Um, it's, uh, she was saying Mesa instead of Mesa. And, and some people got really mad at her. You know, they started to, to uh, post some things in, on her Facebook page or Instagram and just calling her out for mis, you know, for mispronouncing these words. And she had to come out and apologize. And, but she didn't really apologize. She just said, you know, that, that she grew up in a, in a bilingual home and that she's lived in many places and she knows Spanish. And, um, you know, she just was pronouncing these names the, the way that they were meant to be pronounced. Um, um, you know, but anyway, it's interesting how... We and we do the same thing in Spanish, right? We we get some of these English words, and and we just change them into a Spanish pronunciation. The the one that comes to my mind right now is the watchman, for example. You know, which the English word is watchman, but uh, but we call it watchman in some parts of Latin America. Um, we also in, in Mexico mainly, or in parts of the U.S. where people speak Spanish, uh, we would say parquear, right? When we refer to parking. Um, although the word that we would we, we should use is estacionarse, but parquear is a very very common word in the Spanish-speaking uh, residents of the U.S. and in Mexico. Um, so um, I think that's it for for today. I've taken well over 20 minutes to talk about these things. Um, just to close, um, you know, English is a fun language, and learning the the language will indeed open uh, a, a few um, doors for you uh, but you have to bring uh, more to the table than just the chance of that the more than just the language you need to have uh, other skill sets uh, that will in English will, what will do is it will just like COVID-19 it will let, help you grow exponentially it, it can help you grow exponentially if you have the prop the proper uh, training for other things right um, so English shouldn't be the only thing you have as uh, you know, as your skill set, you need to have other things, and English will just make those skills stronger. Especially if you live in in, in the U.S. Um, and it, but if you don't, um, you know, if you um, are thinking of owning a business uh, or you know going to college, and or you are in college, there are some books that you know have great information. It's only it's only in in the English language, so. It will, it will open up more more doors for sure, um, but you need to have more than that. Um, when I was in uh, in my 20s, in my mid-20s, I taught English in, in Peru uh, for about 18 months at an institute. 
and I and I had this class in the evenings uh, on the weekdays, and it was mainly mainly um, you know university age students, um, and they were there learning the language uh, because some of the books that they had to read for their classes were only in English, and you know they they were taking English classes just so that they could understand the books that they were uh, reading. So it's it's the language of business. Maybe things will change. Uh, in the future, but as of now, for the foreseeable future, that's the language that the world speaks. So you will have an advantage if you learn it. Till next time. <laughs>